and laying in your beds many years from now, would you give all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance to listen to a MEP report? Let my home back in Omaha See if I can make it out in the world And I got as far as Wichita but Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans, they always crying out right, in that case, welcome to MEP Report number 78 April 25th, 2007. What's going on out there? Welcome, everyone. Greetings, greetings uh, to all and sundry. And uh, you will notice that Story has not had a sex change since last week. Story uh, is out this week because... But he has been inhaling helium by the court. Hello, everyone. Yeah, exactly. So Story story is out this week. Uh, And so we have Russ, myself... <laughs> and Clea. I don't know what that was. That's my favorite voice. And Clea is stepping in, so we want to thank yeah, Clea for being here. And very rarely, we're all here. I know because like Story hates him. Hi, Clea. Hi. So yeah, so it's true. You know, you know, Clea. I'm really glad that you're here this week for this map report because okay. Much like an older map report where you were here, I have to start going apeshit and really being angry again, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, wait. Russ, can you hold on one second before you oh, go apeshit? come on, let's just let go. I, I, know that show. <laughs> I haven't bottled up, Greg. <laughs> I gotta go God quickly. Damn it. You better two quick shout-outs. Two shout-outs. <laughs> I got two shout-outs from emails. First of all, I want to thank Chad for sending an email again. He just wanted to say um, that he's already created an MP3 of the map report for his phone, so he's already done that, and he's very excited about that. He also said he voted to extend the show a little bit longer because rants are always fun. Chad, Chad is a dedicated fan. Uh, that's yeah. that's that's what we want to talk about. Oh, so Dory would love you for that, Chad. Yeah, he's yeah. absolutely doing that. He says he wants to make it a car horn too, like have his car <laughs> mep at other cars instead of honking. That would be awesome. I was like, that's oh pretty my sweet. god. <laughs> Somebody put this man on the staff. I know. <laughs> Chad is Chad is the man. So thanks, Chad. Hope the hope all is going well there. And we also want to say hello to a new listener of ours, uh, Corinne Hijink from the Netherlands, who saw our Kurt Vonnegut tribute and really liked it and said that he sent it to his friends, saw it ten times already, he's going to download it. He says, I've never heard about the MEP report before. You don't do shows in Europe, I guess. So as I pointed out to him, yes, Corinne, <laughs> we do shows everywhere here at the MEP report because on the internet, we're able to do shows everywhere in the world. So it's the welcome. Wide web. Absolutely. World so welcome wide to the Netherlands. Everybody welcome is. to Corinne. And thanks, for the e- and thanks for the email. We hope you will stick around. I love that name, Hijink. Hijink. I like that too. He just sounds name. cool. I like him already just as he sounds cool. So hi, Corinne. Welcome and all your friends and everyone is listening. You got another All right. email from that other... What? Van- the last name's Vanilla Christ. Well, that was the guy for our band, yeah. That just... That can't be a real name, Vanilla can Christ? it? Yeah. That can't be a real last There's name, There's Chocolate can Moses, it? too, that relates back to our show from a couple weeks ago. Oh, and all... Is this... Is this... <laughs> no, Chocolate <laughs> Moses was like a basketball player, I think. <laughs> chocolate Moses! Like what the talk? Frazier should have been called the Chocolate Moses. Vanilla Christ. Oh, exactly. bringing up a Chocolate Moses coming down the lane. <laughs> exactly. Spins, pots the defense. 
exactly. He's playing in like uh, you know Harlem, and he's whatever. In the promised land, you score. It's true. It's is true, this, man. Is this is the Mepperport family friendly? Um, <laughs> not really. Okay. No. Why? So officially there, not. I don't know if I've told you this before, but there is a woman that works at the city. Her last name is Best Dick. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> So they really have that legacy for her whole family history. They've always had the best dick in the region. I guess. Whenever her family was around. That is that her is name. fantastic. Well That's done like there. Yeah. Well done so to you, best dick family. Why would you not Number change your rated. last name? No. Why would you not ch- I mean, it's not that expensive. How much does it cost to change a name? Could change it to Ahava. It's true. I totally believe in changing silly names. And Ahava I do it best every dick. day. <laughs> That's why... <laughs> At work, I am known as Mark Brody, super salesman. <laughs> Yay! Yay, bye. So hi to Corinne in the Netherlands. All right. All right, Russ, on you go. You have a rant, we understand. Bring so it. Rant away. Oh, my fucking God, I'm so angry. So, in fact, I was more angry like two days ago, and I'm trying to conjure up some of that super anger that made All me right. want to... Go to that angry space. ...change my life or do something drastic, whatever it was, you know, conjure lightning, whatever. I, and, of course, it's related to J-Date, because what else could make Russ this angry right. other than J-Date? Why do you keep J-Date. going back? It's like, it's like some abusive relationship. <laughs> you mean it's like time, Dark Age of Camelot? Me I mean, like, did, 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 did J-Date, like, walk you into a door or something? I mean, what? <laughs> it's not well, your fault, Russ. It had been six months. It had been six months. Uh, all the bruises had gone away, uh-huh. even though I had just gotten out of the relationship with the Princess of Power who was another J-Date person who was completely not genuine, liar, horrible. Uh, anyway, um, so I went out on another date, just one date, with this girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, it started out great. It was like, open the door. Oh, look, I'm not revulsed by you. There's no revulsion <laughs> going on. This is great. This is fantastic. That's a good first step. And, and also, as a side note, I just think this is such a sad thing. Because I remember in college... The girls that I used to go out with in college, I was, like, really into. And somehow between then and now, it would be like, at college, if I was, like, minimally attracted to a girl, like, she just barely made the grade, mm-hmm. these are girls that I'm now excited about. Oh, this no. It's really sad. No, I'm no. like, oh, look, you minimally are acceptable. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I can't believe I found somebody that isn't totally horrible and disgusting. You better hurry up in a decade. Yes. You're going to be like, you're not a leper? All right. Aren't you living in, in the BH? Isn't this like the land of <laughs> beauties or something? I mean, what California girls? I mean, what's yeah, going on? I don't know. I mean, you know, you have a valid point. Maybe I should just start going to bars and hitting on, you know, yeah. peoples. Remember anyway, how many MEP reports um, ago where I told you you're supposed to get out, go out and get laid? Oh, God, Clea. That was so long ago. It was like nine <laughs> months ago, and I've made no progress. I I do not like having this as a chronicle of my life, because it's really pathetic. It's true. I'm just like, I'm it really is. I started, and it's like, angrier and more bitter than ever. It's like the yes. Tom Jones podcast. It totally is, yeah. Absolutely. Tom Jones, like, what's up, pussycat? That Tom Jones? No, no. Like, the guy... Like, what's up, pussycat? The book. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not unusual to be losing. Tom Jones wrote a book <laughs> known as She's a Lady. New People of Clubs. Volume 3. All right, so you went out on this date, and it was marginally okay. And, it, I mean, it was fine. Like, I actually liked her. She thought I was hilarious. We, You know, I was entertaining. She was somewhat attractive, not stupid. She was actually not stupid and not ugly. I was like, yes, this is great. Oh, God. And I don't even have... And then, uh, and then basically the short version.
is I drop her off at her place. I talked to her the next day on the chat. This is after like, oh, and the good thing about this was that it started off like very quick acceleration, which we've described before as being good. We basically uh-huh. talked for like two or three nights, decided we liked each other, went out on the first date, which is great because then okay. if she's like, you know, a, you know, whatever, a horrible mutant, then it's not, I didn't have the emotional attachment. So that was good. <laughs> to the mutant. Um, right. So anyway, I talked to her the next day after the date, and she's like, Russ, you're a terrific guy. And I'm like, oh, oh no. Oh, no. Then, <laughs> don't tell me these things. I don't want to be terrific. And then the next thing that she says is, but I think you're too smart for me. And then my brain exploded. Oh, I, my I God. I literally, like, I was like, you didn't just say that. Don't say that. That is not things that people say. Whatever you're thinking, say what you're oh thinking, but don't say that. Did you say you were too smart and too funny? The stupidest thing I've ever And then she morphed into the groundlings? Yeah, yeah! Groundlings Good! Right, you're right. too smart! You're too, too funny! funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're too smart. I'm sorry, you're far too attractive. You have far too much of this quality that I desire in other people. I, I don't know how to deal with it, and I can't go out with you. Oh, what? No. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the entire dinner conversation was me talking about the intricacies of particle physics while she was throwing feces at the sous chef. <laughs> So I should have, I should have picked up on something there, but somehow I missed it. So I'm like, well, you know, actually, when they go down one valence level, then they become entangled, and this results in a polarity. She's like, I'm like, yeah. Okay, now, now, Russ, you see, in psychology, when we point our finger at the other person, that's really us pointing our finger at ourselves. And what I think that this shows you is that you weren't really listening to her. You were just talking. (laughs) No, no. That's just a joke because it's so absurd for someone to say I'm too smart for somebody. It's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. That comment almost makes me believe it that it's true because it's the dumbest thing anyone's ever said. It's the smartest thing anyone's ever said. It's the stupidest thing anyone's ever said. You're too good and smart and nice. I can't go out with you. I wish oh for this person who sets me on fire every Wednesday. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you do that in anyway? Oh wow, it's so getting hot in here. I demanded of this girl that, like, no, give me the real reason. Don't oh, give me this no. bullshit. I'm too oh. smart for you. Oh, this good, is the oh. biggest for you. bullshit I've ever heard good in my you. entire life. Good for I'm you. Like, I would rather have her tell me I look like a mongoose than I'm too smart for her. Because at least I could You're really smart that. mongoose. I could be like, okay. <laughs> Tiki Tabby's got nothing on you. If I look like a mongoose, I wouldn't want to go out on a second date with a mongoose either. Because that at least makes sense. I don't want it to happen where it becomes, you know, bizarro land where nothing right. makes sense. And I just, okay. the only, and I was still making jokes. I was still like, well, you know, if I hit my head into the wall a few times, will you go out with me again? Because, you know, nice. I'll just dumb myself down. How about that? So what'd she say? She's like, ha ha. No, really. You're terrific, but you're too small. Like, and what she really meant... And it was kind of worse. I mean, it made sense what she really meant, but it was still worse in the way that it makes her sort of ethically and morally void of well, void of those things, of ethics and morals. Repugnant. What she meant was, and this, is, and this was so classic, because she's like a uh, psychology student uh-huh. in her senior year. She's about to go to graduate school. Uh-huh. So first of all, she was obviously too young, because, but also being a student, she thought she knew everything without having any practical experience. Exactly. So basically... Me having conversation with her and casually telling her about my life allowed her to make these horrible right. deductions exactly. about me that she decided weren't fit for her. Right. And what, I, what essentially I think those things were, and what she meant by the too smart thing, was that since I'm 
very much a contrarian. And I don't go with the the norm, and I don't like authority. Uh-huh. But I would like never be able to make money at anything because I just hate authority. And so basically, she thought that I just wasn't good like job material because I'm right. too smart. Okay, she okay. told you this. I and mean, like horrible. Well, she didn't say it in so many words. I was like, okay, let me let me rephrase for you. So what you're saying is you think because I'm a contrarian, I won't ever amount to anything uh because i don't like authority and she's like uh you're putting words in my mouth and i'm like but it could could we say that that's plausible that that's what you think she's like maybe and i'm like yep boom you are a horrible person <laughs> and well no as you said I mean, she's too young date. yeah but she's she, date, i know she's I'm not young raising your kids <laughs> we're, we're not eating like ramen for dinner with our three kids yet it's one Russ, did I tell you about my friend? Uh, I have a friend that that was doing Match Match dot com until he had he had two um, dates and then he gave up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so his yeah. first his, I mean, this is what it feels like. His first date, he they walk around the park. First of all, they go to the the Museum of Science because that's where she wants to go. But then they get there and Which she's like, "Oh, it's sign. a beautiful day." So they they walk around outside, laughing, having fun, just relaxing. Then they go to uh, have lunch. They sit down, they order, they get their food, and then she proceeds to say, "You know what? I just want to get this out. I I really don't feel any kind of attraction. I just don't see this going anywhere." And he said, "Um, I'm sorry. Are you breaking up with me during our first date?" And also, before we even get the check, so now we're going to have this awkward situation where we have to finish eating, but then get the check, and then, but you're not in, I mean, what? What? You know what's funny, though, Clea? Is that my date had the opposite thing, and it pissed me off just as much. Right. Which was, it was clear from the beginning, once, we just had this, another cell phone debate in the car, which was our favorite thing to do for the three days that we knew each other, which was trying to convince me I should get a cell phone, and me telling her why I didn't need one, and so this is part of the reason why I would never, like, be good enough, because I would you don't like cell phones because they're, like, impractical, like, well, that's a good, whatever. But that's a good argument, though, Russ. I'm right. the most generous boyfriend <laughs> in the world. Just because I don't need these things doesn't mean I'm not, uh, anyway, that's, whatever. Okay. So, so she, it was clear to me, in retrospect, that she had, like, checked out on the thing by the time we were at dinner. Right. having sushi. I see, okay. But then she like requ- she requested that we go to see a movie after dinner and we saw like the worst fucking movie in the world. I would never have seen it if she didn't want to see it. What was it? So that we could sit there awkwardly for 2 hours. It was Perfect Stranger. Okay. Which oh, would have been great if it was like made from the TV show from the 80s which I love starring Bronson Pinchot, but not great with Halle Berry and Bruce Willis. <laughs> total total worthless. You learn nothing. You come out dazed. So for us to sit there in a movie theater for two hours, when it was clear that she didn't want to spend any more time with me because she'd checked out on the whole idea of us going out, and me paying for this horrendous movie is like really unnecessary. But wait, I don't you see didn't... why she wanted to do that. So you figured out before the date. Yeah, you figured out before the date was even over Ugh. that that you figured out before the date was even over that she had checked out. I mean. I had a pretty good idea. I'm I'm not totally oblivious. Like, you know, she doesn't want to hold my hand in the movie theater, and I'm not, like, putting moves on her. Like, obviously, she's not into it. Despite the fact that she, like, I, she wore my jacket the entire night because she was freezing. So, oh, my jacket's good enough for you, but you won't touch me. Fine. <laughs> but this is besides the point. That's totally a prerogative. Like, she doesn't have to be attracted to me or anything, but, like... No, but you're know, right. She I think was, we could have cut it short. Yeah, she, yeah. she was being um, immature. Um, and in thinking that she can know people 
without actually knowing them. And that's something, you know, you're supposed to grow out of after high school. And unfortunately, she thinks she's studying, so she's unfortunately continuing to not learn this lesson. Twerp. She thinks she's teaching me about life. She's like, oh, you should do that. I'm like, what do you know? Your parents bought you an apartment where you live. You haven't done a fucking thing. And then we're like, we're in the car on the way home, and she's telling me about these free trips to Israel, how, like, you know, up to a certain age, you can go to Israel for free, and they do it because they want people to come back to the culture. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Oh, so I'm not good enough for you, but I'm good enough for your fucking propaganda. Okay, great. Thank you so much. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, but, like, you've never heard of that? That's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, really? I, well, I had never heard of that. Duh. Oh, can I, mean, I go to Israel? Is what? They pay for me? What? Really extra Jewish? Oh, I had that. Make you like why would, is, why would Israel want me to go back there? Right I don't understand. Bush and going to Israel and and I'm unacceptable so the real, because it, I like think for myself. Is the real issue this, that you didn't break up with her before she broke up with you? Right. You didn't. You didn't like. You know. No. Right. Now that's very good because normally that would be right. Before you fire me, I quit. Absolutely right. That's right. Because I quit. I no, but it is. It's partly an ego thing, which is like you. This girl is in no way qualified to break up with me on that right, basis. Right. Exactly. Like, that's just invalid. Right. The whole thing is invalid. I invalidate your whole thing. Yes. I'm so much better than you, and such an asshole for saying it, but it's so true. Uh, Oh man! So that pisses me oh, off. Oh, see, I yeah, thought I the mean, punch. No, it wasn't just the ego thing. Right. right. The other thing was just that, like, it's giving stupid reasons, basing it on stupid conclusions, based like I can only find someone I'm going to marry, and I'll know after one date because that that also doesn't happen. So exactly. Just doing a lot of stupid things and taking it out on me. I agree. And right. then when like she drops this shit on me, and I want to at least make a few points for myself and talk to her about it, she does the the stupid melodramatic. Excuse me, the melodramatic thing. Oh, now I have to shut you off because you're some crazy stalker guy who wants to make one point before we never talk again. No, I can't talk to you. Block you. No, phone ringer off, answering machine on. I'm like, give me a break. I just want to say one thing. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I hate that shit. Except now, can we treat now each other I'm like crazy. human beings for God's sake? <laughs> I know it's Do true. Do I have to be shunned because I went on one date and I was too smart? Is this really appropriate? <laughs> for God's oh, sake. God. Well, you know what else too? I thought that the punchline to what you were saying when you said that she's a psychology student and everything was that basically she had realized that everything she thought she had learned because you know all, all people graduating college know everything until they encounter someone who's been out in the world and they realize they really don't know everything so I thought that was the whole punchline was going to be and I realized after my one encounter with you that my life has been a lie and I just can't take it and so I, I just you know I don't want any more of, of yeah. life being a lie I, it's what I thought you were going to say not that you know I'm too smart yeah. for you and I've got to go save That's you that's a fair you know? point I mean, she was sort of sympathetic to Bush during political discussions, at which point I should have just shut her off completely and been like, okay, I was just you know going to say, speaking of shunning. Let's just leave. Yeah. Let's just go. I mean, really. Yeah, let's just go. This is not necessary. But uh, you know what? I was actually like, the pickings have been so slim that <laughs> oh, no. I was totally willing to give her a chance. The pickings. Just to have, like, temp. I just need a temp, man. I don't want a wife. I want a temp. I just want somebody to hang out with and, like, to buy shit for. How complicated is that? It's like, it's such an easy job description. Don't be a moron. Don't be a mutant. Let me buy you stuff. Don't tell me I'm too smart. For love of... And be around for a little while. Six weeks. Like, give me a fucking break. Ready, go. This should not be this hard. Oh, my God. That's funny. I'm not asking for much. You can buy me stuff if you want. Okay. I'll do that just to make myself feel better. (laughs) 
Russ, can I ask you something? Is there something other You're than You're not J-Date? too smart for me, Russ. Could could you try like could you try like match.com? Could you try anything other than JDate? Yeah, like please. isn't JDate the common the common variable? Tried that rejected me on the basis that I could not be have a match found for me because I'm too complicated or something. Oh, what? Oh, right. Do you remember that whole story? What? You're, the, you're too smart e- for it? E-Harmony. You're too smart for it, Russ? E-Harmony. Try match.com. Try match.com. Not E-Harmony. You were too smart oh, for it? So anyway, because of the way that the J-Date works and how like you pay for a month in advance, and then uh-huh. you can only cancel automatic renewal. You can't get a refund or anything. Right. So to use up the rest of my month <laughs> in my anger, I completely changed my profile. I did this last night. My name on J-Date is now Arrogant Jerk, and here's my profile. Oh, no. <laughs> oh boy. It reads about me. Do me a favor. Stop telling people that you want a caring, supportive guy who listens to you and has a great sense of humor. You don't want that. You want a guy who is, quote, ambitious and, quote, goal-oriented. You want a guy to spend gobs of money on you because you're an empty, materialistic fart. <laughs> you have no interest in genuine, genuine human beings. You want an empty-headed, oh. egotistical talking head to buy you lobster and impractical shoes and hopefully not beat you too frequently. <laughs> <laughs> that is brilliant. Truth and advertising. That's brilliant. And uh, the city that I list myself to be from is Superiorville. <laughs> I changed everything else. Uh, occupation description, calling attention to unrepentant hypocrisy. Uh, I think this will get you just as much as the Civil date. War reenactors. That'll go. <laughs> I know, probably will. Why not? My perfect first date. I meet you and realize that you aren't a useless sack of flesh. <laughs> Oh my god. That is um disturbing. Awesome. I, I just want to say it's very funny but oh very disturbing. God. I am looking for a I'm looking for someone who isn't asleep at the wheel. That's it. That's the whole fucking thing. All right. That's my new profile, ladies. Check it out. Jade8.com. <laughs> Come talk to me. Are we able to, Are we able to see it? I'm so angry. Like without a membership, so. I can we go? You, you, I mean, you can certainly register for free. I think that might be the minimal thing. I, we, to, like, I will never, profiles. never register for JDate for so many reasons I can't even begin to explain. <laughs> I've had like a full lesson from you for like the last year about how terrible JDate is. I'm not going to go out of my way to do that now. Do you have a particular I'm like zip code or something? I'm a moron. Do you have your zip code <laughs> entered in? Yeah. I do. You can search for people in your area. My zip code being 90211, so you should be able to find it. It's possible you can search by screen name, which, again, is Arrogant Jerk, for those of you looking to find the profile. <laughs> one, one word, Arrogant Jerk, one word. Wait, uh, well, I don't know if I want to look for that or look for Big Heart 4980. Well, there's, there's already a Baby Please name. His name is Baby you know, Please. I was thinking of making the profile just as a way of making fun of idiots who make their own stupid profiles. Like, do you love to laugh? <laughs> do you like going out and hanging out with friends and other wonderful descriptive things that personify you? I like hanging out with friends and having fun. Oh, you like having fun? We must be a match. I like having fun. <laughs> you moron. See, I, I, think, I think that what needs to happen is... You need to be part of a larger community than this. Like, if you could find people who really like, you know, Yankees baseball and, you know, like doing comedy shows and are very left-wing and libertarian and occasionally punch fridges in situations that call for it. And, you know, like, you just need to you need to sort of put that stuff out there, you know, like like look at Yahoo personals or even do a web page like RussGuberman.com or something like that, you know, and then like... Basically, Good. people come in and you ask a couple Great. basic questions like, do you like cell phones? No. Good. Question number two. You know, stuff like that.
With all due respect, as of now, I vomit on internet personals. <laughs> I vomit on you, internet personals. You and your whole world of internet personals and people who meet this way, you have expectorant on your face mm. because I have no more. Oh, never God. again. Spectre never, no. Face. Never, never, never. I didn't. I like some of these names. I like expectorate on you. I like some of these names, like Eshbaraz. Esperaz seeking someone whose name is not Esperaz. I think the first name I went for was like dumb shit or something like that, but it was already taken. I was really impressed. I was like, really? There's a dumb shit on J date? All right. How about more mean? How about arrogant jerk? Oh no, nobody took that. Funny but, but caring. That's my new name. Caring but wild. Wild but give respect to others. But I like to chill and I'm talkative. I like to cuddle, but I am strong. I am both yin and yang, black and white, iron and ice and fire. I'm all in all. I am the elf and the omega. Date me now. Supportive but ambitious. Caring but competitive. Liberal but conservative. Love sports, love not sports. Everything in one and all. I love yes. to go out and have fun or just veg on the couch and chill. I like to do it all. Oh my god, that's also, funny. I like to hang out with friends. And I like having fun and laughing. I like laughing. Do you like laughing? <laughs> oh, I hate laughing. Oh, well, we're not a match. God. See, part of the Morons. problem... Stupid! I'm too smart for all of you! Greetings, friends. This is the giant flying beaver that rules the universe. Due to some unforeseen circumstances, such as the tornadoes I was forced to create over Kansas, as well as the war in Iraq, which has been taking much of my time, I overlooked something of a mishap on last week's MEP show. So, what you're going to have now is essentially a week delay as we intermiss, as we're in intermission right now, and I'm going to send you directly in the midst of the very next show of next week. We're going to splice them together and, and, and see what happens from there. So enjoy, don't ask questions, just do what you do when you listen. And we're done here. So anyway, and, and we just Breaking got done with guys. a... Uh, the Hail Mary video ourselves from the dig thing. And I, know, I don't want to talk about necessarily the video part of it, although if you haven't checked it out, you should, because it shows Russ being very serious, which is funny. Um, but uh, what I did want to <laughs> talk about... first attempt at video blogger, which I took way too seriously. I thought, greetings, YouTubers. This is serious man reporting extremely serious news. Listen uh, well. <laughs> it was really strange. I'm Russ Cooperman from MEP Report, Comedy in the Clutch, www.mepreport.com. I was wearing my like, uniform. Yep, I was yeah. wearing the uniform I was and expecting everything. you to switch fantastic. to... Stick. To webcam too, just be like today in the news and like you know swivel to your left so you can actually see the other camera you that's focused on you. Should have taken your shirt off so you could get the lady viewers in. Oh Jesus Christ! And 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 you should have <laughs> had a map. You should, should have had an emu tattooed on your chest. That would have been even better. That's what I should have done. <laughs> yeah, I was actually. I will tell you this for no particular reason. When I was figuring out what I was going to wear for the stupid video blog thing, and I was like, obviously going to put on the emu shirt. But I was like, should I put on a blazer on top of the emu shirt? Is that a too blazer? stupid? And dorky and ridiculous <laughs> a blazer like a college shirt or something yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. or even a jacket you're right and i was like yeah oh it covers up the emu head forget it i'm just well, going it was with already the difficult shirt. you didn't we couldn't see the whole t-shirt in the way that you had the camera angle so part of it yeah. was missed i tried to cut off as much of my head as possible but it seemed like that was somewhat important <laughs> other than just having the t-shirt report the news to you hello oh, i'm, I'm russ Kuberman, and here's and my neck very very important <laughs> <laughs> I'm a speaking emu. I'm uh. Ichabod Crane. Here's the news. 
<laughs> oh god. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so you checked it out. But I, I did want to talk about what the, the story that it come from because it came from Dig, which we've talked about hey. on this show. And here's the thing that I don't get. Okay. Dig. Cheerful. From Dig. No, I'm not going to be cheerful about Dig. But here's the from thing that I don't understand. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Sorry. Is like no voice for me. I don't know where that came from. No, right. That's what I should have done. Hello, this is Russo Superman from the Nobel Prize. And he's Italian too. I don't know why that is. He comes out Italian. He's he's Mario actually doing the whole thing. Um, but here's what I don't That's get about this whole business, Mario. right? Here's what I don't understand. So basically, to just sum up, those of you who haven't heard about this, so basically what happened was somebody posted a code to uh, unencrypt a uh, high-definition DVD, okay? And they posted it, and they immediately got banned because Dig had been threatened. Ed, Dig had been threatened by, I think, the MPAA and the RIAA and all the other AAs yeah, out there. Yeah, they sent a cease I and think AAA, order to Dig, AAA did. Okay. which is very common practice when right. people want their shit taken down from websites. Right, so they did that. Dig banned, not only got rid of the stuff, but banned the users. The users were like, what? And they all revolted. And basically, they spent a whole ton of time posting the code in various versions of stories and digging them so that at one point, when I got to the front page of Dig, every story on the front page was this code, like over and over and over again. And eventually, what happened was Kevin Rose, who's the founder of Dig, just bailed out and was like, all right. And then I he didn't even make an apology. He's just like, oh, we hear you. We're going to go down fighting. I'm like, yeah, right. Now you're going to go fight the man, Mr. I already made $60 million, right? You're you're clearly a man of the people, I can see. Um, but anyway, so what I wanted to ask was, and, and that was basically what we did the video about, but I guess the question I wanted to ask was, I mean, I have no problem with anything, you know, bad things happening to Dig for many reasons that we've discussed. But why is it exactly that this particular story, I mean, it was just one person being censored for what seems to be, you know, what is essentially a piracy code. Like, I, I don't, how many people mm -hmm. even own a high-definition DVD player? Why is this this big a deal, is my question. I mean, the dig crowd of techie people, so they're on top of all the new technology, so they're very excited now that HD DVDs are out. And unlike DVDs, you know, you couldn't rip them onto your computer, you couldn't make copies, you couldn't do any of the stuff you could do until some hacker found out, and so it was big news. Um... Now, my argument is that this is a bigger deal than just a bunch of people getting pissed off because something got removed on Dig. This yes, the, the way you referred to it the, on the, in the video was the greatest uh, revolt in the history of recorded time. If I if I outstripping I the French Revolution, maybe maybe Internet recorded time. You I were, mean, it was it was the Vladimir it was, Lenin the of digital revolt ever. Yeah, <laughs> it, I'm telling you, dude, this was an important event. I mean, people. Say, like, you know, the Boston Tea Party was one of the great, you know, beginnings of our democracy because it was just a bunch of middle-aged guys who were pissed off that they had to pay tax on tea. So they got dressed up in stupid Indian costumes in the middle of the night and, you know, vandalized the ship. It was like, everyone, oh, big democracy there. Yeah, it was like guys in an Elks Lodge. And, and vandalized the ship. Good job. It was like so a Lions, case, it was it was a Lions Club meeting with tea. That's all. It was a Lions Club meeting. It got a little yeah. out of hand, you know. But the point is, you know, these people weren't exactly high-minded. We're, we're going to start a new country. Why, how? Well, first we're going to dress up like idiots and then dump a bunch <laughs> of tea in the ocean. And that's how we're going to start our new country. No, they were just doing it because they were pissed. It was a form of protest, and so was this. And yes, it was started by a bunch of people who want to hack and pirate DVDs because they like HD DVDs. But I was also, just gonna say. <laughs> it was a showing against authority. 
it was a very large gathering of people together collectively on the internet to oppose authoritarianism and i thought it was freaking great and i think it was it's going to be remembered when eventually it is remembered since nobody covered it because <laughs> mass media it's going to be remembered when anybody finds out about it <laughs> all of Russ's kids are going to okay, remember this to be this. fair it was in forbes forbes did a thing the bbc made it its whole front page um one of the YouTube videos is like some local Nashville, Tennessee television network, where it's like, so here's our crazy internet reporter who has an actual story of something that happened. They're like, oh my god, dig. So that was one and everyone's thing. like, dig? <laughs> They're like, uh... But yeah, I mean, the major networks didn't report on it because they don't, you know, know their asshole from Anna Nicole Smith's court. And, like, they don't, and they don't know what news is. They have there no also clue, is Iraq, so. too, right? I'm, look, <laughs> this is the point. And I even covered it in the video. <laughs> the only reason you care Our about this is because you have a big projection TV and you are looking forward to high-definition movies. That's what this is down to, right? If this were if this were a democratic revolt about, hey, I have a story about almonds and he censored me. Let us rise up and retell the story about almonds again. Like then nobody would care about that. Like you care about it because you got How to show the you? HD code, you know, <laughs> right? I'll not pay this import tax. These are everyone's almonds. You bastards. <laughs> exactly, the almond what strike. What am I supposed right. to put in my cereal? No, I don't agree. Why does everything have to be what? about my self-interest, Greg? Am I going to go buy a $500 glorified DVD player? No. But I think it's great that people, you know, revolted against what is basically... I mean, uh, let me I ask don't you agree with what the MPAA does at all. I think but once you buy the movie, then you should own it in any format. You shouldn't have to rebuy it every time they come out with a new format. Uh, That's... Okay, people. I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate here because you know my feelings on the RIAA, and as a person who has a band myself, I think I have the right to speak about it, and the RIAA blows. That's the Recording Industry Association of America, by the way. They, they're terrible, and the MPA is just as bad. But, just to play devil's advocate... You are going to get a steal money from both artists and consumers. The they only do. People that do well from the RIA are their employees. They I agree. They're the middleman. They, they screw. They they've been no screwing one. bands over for years. I totally agree. They also kick babies and execute puppies at the stake. But what I wanted to—that's actually a good image. Like the puppies being burned at the stake. That's a good sort no, you of terrible. You said they image. were kicked at the stake. Oh, they 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 tied into a stake and kicked them, and that's like they can't execute them <laughs> because who would do that? <laughs> who would execute a puppy? The puppies would be kicked at the stake. Ah, kicked them at the stake. Um. No, but here's my question. It's a special kicking stake. <laughs> it's got a little path leading up to it and little footprints where you're supposed to stand and then you kick and run up and kick it. And a lot of the executioners misunderstood and gave the dogs stakes because they thought they were really cute and they felt bad for them. And it's like, no, you fool, not a real stake, a wooden stake. Um, but well, originally, in yeah. ancient times, like the Mayans and the Aztecs would actually burn people at the stake by kicking them with burning embers attached to their sandals, and that's how it oh, all started. Yeah. So originally, all stakes were kicking stakes, right. and then you got to distinguish between the kicking and the burning stakes. Really? I, I didn't know that. Yeah. It seems awfully inefficient. They're like, you know, this would be much easier on our feet if we just burn them straight up, right, rather than kicking them. It was an extra little. Yeah, they got to do it. They got, they they got to get in. like their it anger was an out. Because the feet were dirty, so it was like dirty fire. It was impure fire, <laughs> which was better for burning heathens and uh, evil people in general. <laughs> I, I my feet are unclean. I so you're nationalize not, anything. Yeah. It's the net report. You will die in uncleanliness. That's basically what it comes down to. But let's be honest yes, here. You'll be purified by uncleanliness. You're not going to get a $500 for a high-definition DVD player. But if someone's selling a no. refurbished one on Craigslist for 99 bucks, you are going to get it, right? 
you know my MO. My MO is five years after the technology comes out, about a year before the next technology comes out, when everyone's getting rid of their HD DVD players and they're buying their shoot-me-movies-into-my-brain laser eye-beam player, that's when I will buy my HD DVD for 50 bucks, and I'll get a whole bunch of movies, and it'll be good. I see. So And yeah, and at that point, I'll enjoy it. But in the meantime, you can just look at this as a democratic, um, you know, democratic power. That's that's what you look at. That's the way you're viewing this right now. It's a democratic revolt by people who live in their parents' basement. It is, man. I'm not kidding. The the internet, and despite the best efforts of a lot of these major companies who are now expanding onto the internet, it is still by far the most democratic institution we've got left. Oh, I agree with that. Forget forget elections. Forget elected representatives. That's garbage. The internet legitimately gives any random person the opportunity to be heard and to rally people and to say things and oh, to yeah. fight power on the same standing as a, a larger organization. No, I totally agree with that. I've often thought that um, the MEP report is a good place for the MEP report to get its start because I just think it would have been unlikely for us to, you know, we could have sort of scheduled a lot of debates, you know, in politics and then had people show up and just do our show, but they would have gotten wise to it after at least one or two of those occasions. Can I ask a question? No! Right. Here, have some more funny songs about nothing and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, so I think I think we're sort of ideally suited for you know that kind of thing. Okay, Clea. Clea is now typing Welcome in. To WWR News. <laughs> Tonight is our debate between Greg Wilson of the MEP Report and James Sensenbrenner, Republican, Texas. Awesome. I think this. I'm like, really? Well, you're a dumbass and a douchebag, and that reminds me of this joke. So then I was, what? What are you talking about? So Clea Yay, has just typed in here, here. Aztec um, burning feet, Aztec embers on feet, feet embers yeah, with Aztec, it, feet you of the girl. Search a little. It's there. Do you know when she put in Aztec embers, the first thing she got was Aztec grill, which yeah. I think is rather an unfortunate irony, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> barbecue sauce for the heathen. Barbecue sauce. Bring forth the, right. the asparagus and the shish kebab steaks. You know, yeah. So, so wait. Well, we make fun, but most ancient cultures would have been very happy to aspire to be a franchise 5,000 years later, <laughs> even if all of their relatives were dead. Just to have the name carried through to a franchise. Well, but... You say that, but then Welcome you must... Welcome to Olmex Antique House. <laughs> awesome! We're then in the you... Antique House. But then you have to remember, Russ, <laughs> that uh, some, of my inse- uh, some of my ancestors... Some of my ancestors... <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Tell. She has some Native American tell. in her at all. Some fits. of my ancestors were Winnebago Indians. And peyote buttons. Really? Yes. yes. That's awesome, Clea. Well, I'd like to think so, but my husband likes to take every chance Just because you had a relative who was a Coleman Grill also, that doesn't make any difference. Uh, Winnebago! See what I have to put up with? Uh, I had a grandfather's Greyhound bus. You guys should move to New Jersey. Uh. To one of those Native American named towns like Wenatchee or Hohokus. Hohokus is one of my favorite names my for cousin, a town ever. Yeah, Hohokus is good. My, my cousin lives in Wanakew. There's a Wenatchee in New, New Jersey? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Because there's a Wenatchee in there Washington State. There are lots in State. New York and New Jersey. Yeah. Huh. Hey, could we, like, use your Winnebago status to gain, like, tax exemptions? Could, like, could we open up a gambling casino as long as you're the one, like, rolling the dice or whatever? No, I'm afraid not. Is you the have tribe to... really called Winnebago? Yes. Yes. Is that great? That's where the name of a Winnebago comes? I didn't yes. know. Other way around. <laughs> Did not... <laughs> Right. Well, no, I mean, that's where the RV came uh, up with his yeah. name. Large RV, Winnebago. Not, I oh. name you Chief Winnebago. We, <laughs> I've had visions of a giant bird with wheels. <laughs> it rolls through the countryside. With a I silver tank on the side. It's a, it's and we will name our tribe this name. 
because we will roam over the countryside. This will be great in 150 years. You know my years, favorite tribe of Indians? What? My it, favorite tribe of Indians were the Fagawi Indians. Mm. Have you ever heard of the Fagawi Indians? Of course. Uh, no. All right, enlighten Greg. Uh, enlighten the, me. That was the tribe of Indians that was known as the Lost Tribe of Native Americans because they actually wandered from somewhere on Central America to the Pacific Northwest mm -hmm. and they never settled down and they never knew where they were because whenever they would enter a new um, either you know set up a village or they'd enter new plains and yep. nobody would know and the scout would go where the Fagawi? Ah! Yep. Ah! Wow. I'm I'm glad to know that oh, story. Knows. Now I know. And Here's that's... my other Native American joke, since I tell jokes all the time now. Right, right. For okay. no reason. Mm -hmm. This is how uh, the name of one of the boroughs of New York came up. There was an Indian longboat um, in the, uh, I don't know if it was the Hudson Bay or whatever the appropriate waterway is in New York, and he peered over the horizon. He saw this little patch of land, and he goes to his friend, is that an island? And hence, Jewish. He was Jewish. Like, what is that? An island? Over there? island. Yeah, yeah. That's that's tremendous. You got the wampum? Give me the wampum. Yeah. So yes, uh -huh. I am not. You, what do you have to be like? Eighteenth, an eighteenth Native American to live on the? I think a sixteenth. Sixteenth, right? You mean to, to like what? Be able to like set up your own casino? It's probably even we'll more live than that. On a reservation. To get your free propane tank from the tribe. Oh, <laughs> oh, anyone can want to live. If you want to live on a reservation, you can go. No, no, that's no, not true. That's not true. That's, not true. that's not true. The reservations are legally you separated from the rest of America. No you, no, you can't. You're not part of the tribe. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. You can go. No, no, you, no, you, no, you can't. Ask them first. What? They're gonna say no. You just ask their permission. Well, they could say no, but it's not. You can try. <laughs> Hi, can I live in your reservation? Why? Because um, I want to see what it's like. Because I'm no. 16th Winnebago. <laughs> and they're like, no, that's... So, Clay tapes in. What do you like have to do Indian. to be able to live on a reservation? <laughs> Welcome to Google. Well, if you want to do that, you need to go... Th <laughs> my God. Please fill out this application in triplicate. <laughs> exactly. And explain. Yeah. No, you do. I'm you sure have you to. If you can't just randomly walk up there. What about people who work on reservations that aren't of Native American descent? They're not like living people there. Who run care they don't live there. They don't live there. Who like run they commute. care and stuff? They commute. They can, li what, they can live there. Ah, commute, Bukaki. They can live there. <laughs> I've seen movies. Maybe you can get permission yeah. clear from the tribe. 116th Native American live on a reservation? Google, what do you say? Okay, Greg, I understand that my you, Google skills aren't to yours, but do you have to make fun of me? I like the 116th thing. I thought don't, that was funny. Don't you think that they would want her to get in touch with her heritage and like allow her to explore that part of herself and not turn her away? You know, there aren't that many of them left. They really gotta get what they can get well, they gotta people of that descent. Uh, I think that it would behoove them to allow people to stay if they want to stay. I mean, look, it's not like you're setting up, you're not building a condo there. You're not, like, just turning it into a mini golf course. You're just going to stay with them. <laughs> no, the There's whole point is But for what reason? Place. Exactly. Right what is this, tourism? To go to. Like, go check it out. Like, I mean, uh, like, they just built this um, bridge, uh, or not this bridge, I, I guess it's like an observation thing over the Grand Canyon. I can't remember the name of the tribe. And there was this big discussion and a big debate over whether they want to do it because they thought... You know, they might be violating trust of things, and they don't know if they should be allowed to do it. But they decided to do it for, for money and so forth, because they could get tourists in. 
But even that, tourists coming in and out, was this big, enormous deal as to whether they were going to allow it. Now, if you add into that, and stay, you know, come here and be part of us and stay in the cabin and stay in... I mean, I could even see, like, a hotel being run maybe by Native American staff or being run by, you know, maybe. And then you live there, you can you can live there for, like, a week or two. But certainly not something where you can just go hang, like, I'm going to go buy a house at a reservation. I, mean, that's, I, don't, I don't think that's going to work out. They still call it the well, Bureau of Indian Affairs? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Why haven't they changed it to Native American yeah. Be- because politically correct was not exactly the focus yeah, well, of this office at it. any point in their existence. They I'd just like to point it. that out. It's you so know, good. back in high school, I ran a whole debate case about uh, Native American reservations. Uh-huh. And now that I said that, I can't remember a single detail about anything <laughs> that I researched. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, Native Americans, thank you. Thank I used you. to know lots of stuff about these reservations. Oh, I think it had to do with tribe. I remember now. Because there's this big conflict that happens, you know, since, as you guys have said, they live by their own laws, which means that the jurisdiction is under tribal courts and not under U.S. courts' jurisdiction. Right. So when you have, like, you know, American citizens visiting and some crime takes place, there's often a big conflict as to who gets to try the case and what happens. Like, if it's a case between two Native Americans, they go to the tribal court. If it's a case between a white man and a Native American, then they, like, duke it out, and it depends on... uh, who wants to assert jurisdiction, gets uh-huh. complicated. Okay. And let me tell you what, you do not want to be vandalizing Indian reservations and then have to go up in front of some tribal court. And Let's take that back a step. You do not want to be vandalizing Indian process. reservations. Let's just, just put a period at the end of that sentence. You just don't want to be doing that. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, committing crimes, <laughs> doing hate things is stupid yeah. enough, but to do it in a place where you don't have the protection of U.S. law yes. is incredibly stupid. That's and a big people concern. don't know about that. I would agree with that. You know, it is amazing. It's like the guy went to Thailand. Remember that guy in, like, 15 years ago? Yeah. Who, like, vandalized a bunch of stuff in Thailand, and then they caned him, and he's like, but I'm an American. I can vandalize things. Oh, my God, I remember that. Singapore, and it wasn't 15 15 years ago. It was about eight years ago. No, it was longer than that. It was not because it, yes, because I, I'll tell you, it was 10 years ago because I read that, that, no more than that, because I ran a debate case about it when I was first debating. Which was, like, 95, 96. Which was longer than 10 years ago. But less than 14. Daha. Victory. Such a jerk. Silence, you Winnebago. In, you mean you were in school? That was like 26 years ago. That was that when was you were in school. The dinosaurs walked the earth. <laughs> you couldn't Staten study Island? About dinosaurs. They were still uh, studying them. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I. But you know, it's it, it is interesting though. I, I I was just thinking about this. You were talking. This is something which America in general has just put out of its mind. And other than the, you know, you go to a casino and you're made aware. You you think a little bit about it. And it's owned by so-and-so, you know, by a Native American tribe. There's, it's, uh, Just think about that for a minute. We have groups, first of all, groups of people living in our own country, not subject to our laws that are subject to their own laws, people that were put there by us in the process of the, you know, genocide that went on, which is really, really bad. And, I mean, it's just amazing to think of having these places inside the borders of one's own country, which are completely, in a way, separate from that country's conditions and circumstances. You know, and nobody really talks about that mm-hmm. that much, because obviously we know that the populations have been declining and there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on, but it's just amazing that that's, that that's the case, you know, I'm amazed by that in a way. So I guess Winnebago is not commonly known as Winnebago. They're well, that's how they're commonly known as, but they're they're called the Ho Chunk. Ho Chunk. Let me tell you, go back to Winnebago. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know what's worse. Ho Chunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A Ho Chunk is something that left behind after a night of Oh drinking. no, no, no. <laughs> no, why? I mean, really, couldn't you let that go by? Just let that hit the glove, you know. I mean, it's yeah, just, that's what no I need, do. There's I just, just no need for that. Just by. let that go by. I don't comment on things like that. Yeah. You're right. 
Uh, we have our oh, own Chuck. language. We yes. have our own language. Who does? The Winnebago. Uh -huh. Don't they all have their own language? Okay, well. Like dialect anyway. Wait, the famous Ho Chunk sure people: Glory of the Morning. Yep. Mountain Wolf Woman. Yes. Yellow Thunder. Right. Clea. Red Emerson Farley. And Clea Emerson Farley. Yeah. Famous Ho Chunk people. See. Emerson. Oh, Ho Chunk means people of the big voice. Well, that's community. Well, that's well, this is the what, Winnebago person of the big left. <laughs> it's right here. See, it's the Emerson family that was the one that. Oh, slept whatever. With them. Look at the listing. Emerson is home to some of the most attractive people <laughs> on the planet, which nobody can deny. It also has the hottest moms on the earth, which nobody can deny that either. Yeah, quality work from Wikipedia as per usual. Way excellent vetting process <laughs> there. Meanwhile, the road still can't wow. do that. I'm not making that up. That's actually what it says. The pr the hottest moms on earth. Home Great job, Wikipedia. Wait, well, where do you go? Anyway, they're God. they're a center of the universe. They're a <laughs> tribe. They're a tribe from Wisconsin, and that's where there's my a, there's a big cheese wheel on their flag. Is from, and a great 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 grandfather. Native American city there, Milwaukee. Exactly. Uh -huh. My great 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 something grandfather took two Winnebago wives. Two of them. Yes. That's awesome. And that's and at we the don't, same we don't time. Know, we don't. Yes, and, we don't. We don't know and who. Where did he take them? <laughs> as wives, and oh. then to bed. How, he took them there. Did he that's know awesome. them? It's still awesome. And he knew them in the biblical sense. <laughs> and he knew them in the biblical sense. And that's why we was don't. He we, found an unlawful carnal knowledge. Exactly. Of them. We don't know. And then he got rid of the host okay. chunks. <laughs> we don't know which one is. Um, the, the mother of the child because there was some they, ho he slept with both uh, of them left behind so your your great 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 granddad or should i say the the yeah your great 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 grandfather yes was he's a player is what you're saying he took them both as wives they both raised the son i'm not saying he was a gold digger I don't remember their I names. I would love to live on a Native American commune with, like, the whole village <laughs> being your family. It's the greatest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. I wish I was That's tremendous. raised like that. With incredible alcoholism and, uh, Look, we have know, our own mythology. Our own Ho-Chunk You have mythology. Red Bird, Yellow Thunder. That's pretty sweet. Coca Pelli. That, see, that's what I was going to say, Greg, about your thing about the reservations, is that it, I, don't, I don't know that that was such a good arrangement for those guys, because, you know, yes, they would have been assimilated if they had been under the protection of the U.S. government, but they'd also have things like schools and hospitals and funding for education yes. and not be incredibly impoverished. I, I, okay. Or, I mean, you could argue that the U.S. government should have just given them those things, since obviously we owe them a hell of a lot more than we've given them. Yes, so, one yeah, would think. You could just argue we should have funded their things. One would think. Think, yes. Yeah, well, just being but like, have some land. <laughs> no, you can't build a road. No, no roads. Just you have can't, land. No infrastructure. No. We'll see you when you've died Here, out in a hundred years. Show you how to dig a hole and sleep in the hole. That's that right. was my thing. Is that well, don't you guys do the teepees. You're don't fine. give a don't give a gift when it's only half a gift and it's just going to lead you towards you know seclusion and poverty. Well, uh, sure you do that when you want to wipe the other people off the face of the earth, which they had already essentially done anyway. Right. They just took it the rest of the way. I mean, look, the, the treatment. Everyone knows that this country's treatment of Native Americans has been. Not shameful. It has been. Uh, I, I I don't even know what's what's the word above shameful. It has been. It has been well, this is, this murder, is a very murderous. Point you're murderous. Making, Greg. What's that? I don't know about that. I think there are a lot of people who would argue and say that we've treated Native Americans very well oh my over God. the course of our history. 
before or after really? we wiped out nine tenths of oh, their no, population. Wait. Nobody, nobody <laughs> would argue that. Actually, <laughs> you, you just, well, hey, no, actually, I can see I, I some people arguing nobody. it though. <laughs> I thought you might actually be making the point that some people make, which is, it's you know, all culture, many cultures have the history of conquering and over, you know, and and <clears> destroying <throat> other populations, and that that's just what they did, and just as different Native American yeah. tribes did that to each other, and that you know, that's just the way it goes. The difference being that the Native American tribes did not oh, wipe sure, out all other, that. you know, separate group of people, you know, and lie while doing it. Well, they weren't powerful enough at right. the time to right. do that. Right. So. They would have if they could have. It's not like the German government sent my grandparents reparation checks for the Holocaust. Exactly. Oh, I, wait, know. I guess they did. So I, guess, <laughs> I guess they do that, so that's good. <laughs> And See, America apologized for the slavery. The Winnebago's didn't make it because we were too busy worshipping uh, Coco Pelli. Yeah, so, okay, Clea, go, go ahead and explain what Coco, Coco Pelli is. Coco is a god oh, worship. He's awesome. He's, he is a humpbacked flutist. He's a humpbacked flutist, okay. And in the you know what we need? We need Clea to do a whole episode of a completely serious podcast <laughs> where she tells the stories of the Ho-Chunk tribe uh, and the <laughs> mythology and explains the Wikipedia entries. I would be... Absolutely mesmerized. Oh, you, you will you when you let me finish. No, when you let her finish, you will be mesmerized. You you will be mesmerized so above, right here. You, ab- I'm serious. Above it's the Winnebago, he has a penis which he detached and placed in the river in order to have sex with the girls who bathed in the river. Clea's Native American ancestor <laughs> had a detachable penis. That is a god. That is clever, and that's also where the song comes from, I guess. The song. The song detachable penis. <laughs> <laughs> you see why I'm having a hard time, honey, taking this seriously. Like even what? okay, here there's the arrival. Ready? A Menominee chief saw a vision on the that beach so of Lake smart. Michigan. A huge what flock a handicap of to have the penis attached to the body the whole time. You can just send it out to the world. Great. It's a wireless penis. And then bring I don't it back and then get a status report. That's How wonderful. Have you done? Well, I've done wonderful. In the time that you've been gone, this sounds like a role-playing game or something. It's a like Wi-Fi you have, member. Like, a pet and he goes hunting for you and gets a bunch of XP, and then you like turn the computer what, back on. What is he a on. pet? I don't know. Oh my god! I don't know why I went to that. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. And I'll just let it. So, a huge flock of ravens. <clears throat> there was a chief who saw a vision on the beach of Lake Michigan. A huge flock of ravens flew past him, shining brightly with color, unlike ordinary ravens, as it points out. One landed and turned into to a naked man. The chief ordered his people to give him clothing, for he deduced that he was a great chieftain. The rest of the ravens also turned into people and became the Winnebago. So basically... So I'm, I'm one you know what this is reminding raven. me of? This is reminding me of Gilgamesh now. Yeah. It's a bunch of, like, mytho- mythological reasons to have naked men yeah. in stories <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> And so and so begat and begat and yeah. Yeah. stop being naked. It doesn't forward the story at all. I, I hate to tell you this, Russ, but you know a lot of people back then were naked uh, more than were clothed. Clothing is a relatively no, recent. No, they weren't. no, they were. They had loincloths, man. <laughs> Nobody wants to walk around naked in the wilderness. It's not fun. Well, they did it, do the their Greek games naked. And they, they did the Greek games rashes. naked. They did those no Olympics naked. Up. They did those naked. That's true. That's right. And let me tell you, they were running. So yeah, talk about. Well, we have our thing about performance enhancers, but they didn't even want like sneakers or anything. They're just like, well, we'll see what you got. Right. Exactly. No. That must have hurt no a lot. No steroids. Stuff like that. Yeah. Seriously. Their feet. Plus, they I was totally thinking couldn't put up those records to current records because people have sneakers now. You can't. Yeah. Oh, this guy ran a marathon in seven days. Yeah, but he was naked. Right. That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> That's all. Yes, that is that is definitely um, more Archives impressive. Have 
sneakers and shorts and bottles of and water. Gatorade, and exactly. They, they didn't have any Gatorade, equipment. you know. They just had they they just had no, water. Probably had to lick the sweat off of his shoulders as he was running <laughs> to keep himself hydrated. What? He's just running. He's like he recycling own fluids lick. while he was running. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on anymore. I, I don't have any idea. I'm still also I'm, that technique of running where you're constantly licking across your torso makes you a lot slower. That is not an efficient style of running. <laughs> it looks like power walking, but more disgusting. Anyone that could lick their torso, I mean, you could lick your stomach, maybe. Well, not the whole torso, the upper torso. You can't lick your upper running. torso. Sure, you. You'd can. have to have like a really long neck. Gene Simmons can lick his upper torso. Well, they. The Greeks are actually known for their long necks and tongues. Okay, you know what? Um, so, that's why. And then... And they burn people with feet. They, they, and then... <laughs> the other, that's right, I was trying to find that. Lies. The MEP Report, where ethnography, <laughs> anthropology, and ignorance collide. Welcome to the MEP Report. <laughs> Jesus God. Like, I mean, you know... I didn't realize that... Okay. That they were putting people in reservations as late as the 19th century. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Do you realize that under religions, they're listed as Christianity first and then other? Don't you think the Native Americans would like other to come first? Since I don't think they were like, sure, Christianity, that's basically what we're all about. I mean, It says that they were a a series of moves imposed by the U.S. government in the 19th century. Then it said, through these moves, many tribe members tried to return their homes despite repeated roundups and removals. Finally, they were allowed the Wisconsin-Winnebago homestead land. Wisconsin. Yeah, which is probably, you know, the least farmable, least valuable right, exactly. land anyone could find. <laughs> oh, sure. Which is yeah, why when I drove cross country and we were going through Oklahoma, right. it was this part of like western Oklahoma where there's nothing right. except for large storms, tornadoes and hurricanes and storms yeah. and nothing. And that's where they put the reservation. Yeah. Yep. That's a good place. Because if they're truly, you know, they the people of nature, Manhattan. they can live there. Right, exactly. Right. They got to prove themselves. That's why we don't give them anything. Yeah. It's just going to hinder them. Right, exactly. If we make them rely on our technology, they'll forget their own culture and ways of survival for thousands of years. Exactly. That's right. So we can't handicap them in that way. We did. We did a non-inference directive by not providing them alcohol. Oh, or pl- oh. yeah, it's the prime directive. Right. Except it's do no after you commit genocide. Then and, do no wrong. And destroy their way of life. <laughs> then do no harm. Right. Exactly. After. Yeah. <laughs> do not that's, interfere. That's after tremendous. That. Oh. Stop the interfering. It's true. No, I mean, like, when we, when Clea and I went... Are talking about this here? <laughs> We're talking about Clea's heritage. When we went across, uh, when we okay. went across the country, um, and we stopped right. by, uh, we went past the Crazy Horse Memorial. And I had been, we had gone to Mount Rushmore first. I'm like, all right, yeah, president's head's on a mountain, okay. And I was much more impressed with Crazy Horse, the Crazy Horse Memorial, even though it was not finished, for two reasons. Number one, because it was this huge, it was way bigger than the Mount Rushmore thing was. Like, it was going to be the front part of his horse, and, like, he was pointing off the back of his horse, and it was, like, very dramatic, that kind of thing. And the second reason it was impressive to me is that it was all being privately funded through the tribe and through donations and things like that. They refused, even though the government's offered numerous times, they refused to let the government, you know, add any money into the project. For, for I think, a they reasonable... They refused to accept any They refused to accept funding. any money. Well, and they should have right because i mean like what would be the point of that the government's going to be like well we give great you give uh, this to a great american and they're like no who you destroyed and wiped out like that's no um but i was much more impressed with the crazy horse memorial than i was with mount rushmore just because of the scope of it and because the principle of the thing you know like it was really it's pretty cool it was bigger than mount rushmore oh yeah well, dude. way yeah, bigger i mean the the well, but, well let's remember though the only thing that's done is his profile 
Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to be a whole body of, of his entire body with him on a horse. And all they have is his profile. But uh-huh. when done, yes, it will be bigger than Mount Rushmore because the, the mountain that's on is higher and bigger. And the scope of the design is going to be wow. bigger. But not only that, the guy has this whole big layout plan of like a, a university yeah. and a whole like living campus yep. and a pool and I mean it's like, it was very cool. He's got quite it was a really cool. <laughs> I do wonder a, a little bit about how. I mean, I wonder if it's going to be finished in a lifetime though. I don't know. I mean, during our lifetime, yeah. Right? Well, I'm living forever, but your lifetime, I'm that not so sure. That was kind of funny though, right? Well, that was my thing that was campus. just so funny is that it's it has this huge pool. Like, on it. I'm like, oh, Welcome this guy to our country. Big, Here's our hot tub. Just one hot tub? <laughs> yes, well, we didn't invest very wisely. We have one tennis court for a whole country, but look, it's a tennis court. It's beautiful. It wasn't really diversified. The waiting huh? list goes on for seven years. <laughs> oh, gosh. When do they once start it? Once a day, or rather once a year, you feel like a king. Then you wait in line. See, the face was completed and dedicated you know in 1998, huh? Uh-huh. What? My favorite new song is oh, nine F6. <laughs> yes, that's the, the song. Eight that's, M3. That's the exciting song that is uh, somebody speaking the code that was used to break dig. D8. Yes, and I'm sure the people at home yeah, are excited. This was actually, for those of you who have been following these attempts of ours to capture news stories with our own particular viewpoint via the video montages. This was the idea behind this little stupid video blog I did last night. And the winner of these YouTube sweepstakes was this guy who did not even make a video. He just recorded a song of him singing the HD DVD crack code to acoustic guitar. And it has and it currently has how many views? 140,000 yeah, views. That's great. 140,000 in two days. I presume views. that the crack code like, doesn't work anymore, you right? You win, sir. Well, it's going to work for the ones that are out there already, but I'm sure they're going to, you know, lock it down for future ones. And, I mean... Yeah, they said that the ones made after, like, April 20-something, the uh, the code does not work anymore, but I then see. whatever, they'll just find the new code, and there's nothing they can do now. They're just going to be pirated like everything else. Goddamn pirates. Damn pirates. Arr. Arr. Speaking of pirates, Pirates Caribbean coming out. Mm-hmm. Pirates Caribbean 3 yeah. is coming out, and it feels like 2 just came out. Yeah, I don't understand that. And I don't, you know... Actually, you know, I wondered about this. This is something I wanted to bring up anyway, because... This is the summer of threes. We have Spider-Man 3, Pirates of the Caribbean 3, Shrek 3. Yeah. And that was my question was, should there be a, a more... Should there be a law, like, or at least a principle that's followed, where a you law. stop at two? How many good... How many movies... How many third movies have been good of a sequence? Um, Return of the Jedi was pretty hard. good. No, Die Hard 3. Yes. Are you kidding me? Die Hard 1 was better, and 2 was Die okay. Die Hard with a Vengeance? That was not that great. Well, of course 1 was better, because 1 was 1. 1 was one of the greatest action movies ever. Yes. I'm not saying the best of the series, but Die Hard with a Vengeance was damn good. Ah. It was way better than Die Hard 2. Was Lethal Weapon also, 3 better? the Jedi, as you mentioned. Lethal Weapon 3? I don't even know what that was. Oh, I think Lethal Weapon 3 was the one with the guy who kept saying, Diplomatic Immunity. And, like, they couldn't shoot him for two hours because every time he was in violence, he would put up his, his, um, his diplomat ID and he would go, diplomatic immunity. Right. And then finally they decided There's to There's a reason that wasn't very exciting. And shoot him in the head. Right. There's a reason that wasn't very exciting. So that didn't work out. Line. 
Terminator three, T three, too expensive. That's a good you know that's a great concept for an action movie. Be like, well you can't hurt that guy. Why? Because he has diplomatic immunity. Well, but I'm super action guy. Having him in the, he, He's diplomatic immunity he guy. Diplomatic immunity. <laughs> it's exciting. Um, but you know, Terminator yeah, three T three was bad. Right. Uh, bad. Rocky three um, going downhill. Um, oh, Rocky Three was amazing. No, it wasn't. Don't even hate on Rocky Three uh, for a second. Are you kidding me? Clubber Lang, the greatest movie villain of all time, what? played by Mr. T, and Mr. T's defining role. Greatest movie villain ever. Clubber Lang was scary as shit, and Rocky Three was perhaps the most well-done Rocky movie. I think Bill Simmons would agree with me here because at some point he ranked the Rocky movies. You put Rocky put Three over three Rocky or One. Four. Are you are you on? He on said track? either three or four was the most entertaining to watch. No, no, and I agree. no. Um, and Superman three was horrendous. That was the one with Richard Pryor. Right. So that we don't talk about that. Right. X three even the was new terrible. movie didn't acknowledge that that ever happens. Exactly. Yes, it was. It was actually terrible. X three was terrible. Uh, so I'm saying, like, I think these third movies need to be stopped, man. I just don't. I don't think they. I don't think they're too big of a risk. By the time you get to number three, it just is not... Oh, what about, the Matrix 3. Matrix 3 was terrible, Indiana too. Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. That was an excellent movie. Yeah, but see, those are... are, are those? Is that a third movie Which of a group? Which one was that about? Because there's a fourth one coming out. That's the one with Sean Connery. Where they go for the Holy Grail. You think that was a good one? You have chosen... That was great. Poorly. There's so many people <laughs> that hate that one. I thought it was okay. <laughs> Junior? We named the dog Junior. <laughs> Dad. named after the dog. <laughs> Must take a leap of faith. <laughs> now, the, my thing about three was like about all those movies. That that's sort of an independent movie, you know. Like that's. I mean, I guess it completes a story arc, but I'm thinking about Actually, where they're like, you know, a huge big budget studio movie. I don't think it was an indie film at all, Greg. It was like one of the biggest Very movies funny. up to that point. Very <laughs> funny. Um, it, no, but you know what? Just because it's a serial, just because it wasn't Indiana Jones 3, Sean Connery joins the cast, it was still the third movie. Greg, that was totally like, the third movie. They were just smarter about it. It was a it. series. I don't it, know what you're talking about. It, but it, it didn't continue any storylines. It was just episodic. Yeah, him. It's like when Tomb Raider 3 comes another out. another adventure. Yeah, but that's another, not... Yeah. yeah. Come on, like well, so, so. All right, okay. The so the third either. James like, Bond oh, no. movie was James There's Bond three. There's a computer trying to destroy the world that is, that is built by Richard Pryor, and Superman needs to destroy. So let me get this straight. We're up to like James Bond. We're up to like James Bond twenty five now, according to you guys. That's that's what that's what this is now. James oh, Bond thirty eight. Yeah. I don't know what the third James Bond was, but I'm willing to bet that it was really good. I because it wasn't in her Majesty's was, Secret that's Service. That's what I'm saying. Was it wasn't the same. And Doctor deal. No yeah. was the first good one, which was good. And uh, I don't know. I'm not a Bond fanatic, so I couldn't tell you. But that's what I mean: is that these third but movies just I think that just end up end up fading badly. And I think you need to stick with you know you you have to be careful even about sequels. But you certainly need to sort of you know slow it down after a lot of people say that for I you know first movies are okay, and then the second movie in a sequence are often pretty good, like Spider-Man Two. Oh, yeah, Greg? I like Spider-Man One better, but <laughs> Spider-Man Two is How better. How about this? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy your whole argument. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. The Return of the King. Boom. Well, I mean, depending oh, on who. He's no, there's no recovery. There's two problems that. with that argument. Number one, it's meant to be one thing, not three separate things. Number two, Third movie. one was better. Third movie. One was better. Sorry, I Fellowship of the okay. Ring is my favorite movie. Return of the King is the second best. Was the Return best. of the King crap? No. Do you no, wish not that Return crap. of the King had never been made as the third movie? No, it was tremendous. I'm not saying that. That is a good. Ex- that is a good exception. Prohibited by law. In point and fact, exactly. that's the third movie. Should we say, well, you can't finish the story. That's the third movie. That's going to be crap. You can't Russ, do it. Russ, if, um, if there was a door that you, no one is allowed to enter, 
and Jesus Christ came along with uh-huh. Gandhi and Buddha and said, can we go in there? You'd let them in there, right? <laughs> like, let's be fair here. You know, there, there, there's some laws that you so just don't uphold. Because Peter Jackson is Jesus Gandhi Buddha. I think not Peter Jackson. Just the Return of the King is the is the Jesus Gandhi Buddha of movies. Yes. So they submit their Jesus Gandhi Buddha application, and if it's approved, then they get to go through the door and make a third movie. Uh, well, I don't think an application is necessary. I think everyone's just like, oh my God, it's it's the equivalent of Jesus Gandhi Buddha in film. Please enter, and you know we're unworthy in your sight. You know. Hey, what about? Uh, wasn't Pulp Fiction Tarantino's third movie? <laughs> and and it was terrible. So that fits. Oh, Pulp Fiction was not terrible. Terrible. Sad. Right. So overrated. Just because it wasn't, you didn't like it doesn't mean. It was well, what's not to love? I mean, you know, a woman being having a needle plowed into her chest so that she can, you know, get out of her overdose is great. Yeah, that happens. Dude, what about A Nightmare on Elm Street three? That was yeah, awesome. that was wonderful. Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, that was tremendous. How about Halloween Three? Yeah, that was great. Halloween Three, the what about Screamers Three, the boredom of Mike or Myers, Screechers Three, or Freakers Three, exactly, or <laughs> or uh, <laughs> Aliens Aliens Three, which was terrible. Ugh, ugh. There you go. Well, the problem with that movie was that they were going to make another movie, and then they gave up at the end. And with the two dollars they had left, they put Ripley in like a single room. And you're like, okay, this is going to be really reliant on your acting because we have no money left. That's basically so you're it. In one room and the aliens there and a bunch of shaved head guys. Oh. And then there's there's uh, the other one too yeah, is um, Star Trek three, which was not awful, but I mean it wasn't Star Trek five, but it wasn't you know it was not the what equivalent of Star Trek three is the search for Spock. Was that the, uh, search, the search for Spock? Which it was okay. Yeah. I mean, but it wasn't as good as Star Trek Four, and it certainly wasn't as good as Two, or, you know, I mean... I'm one of those people that believes in the even theory. Well, well that's true. That is generally true. Until First Contact, which was Eight. But this is, is another good. problem with banning the third movie, Greg. Because if you ban third movies, there will be no fourth movies. So you can't talk about how good the fourth movies Kids were. Can't just skip it? Because like you redact <laughs> it. You pull out the third movie, and then you're like, never mind, here's the fourth movie. Yeah. You know, and it's like a building that has no floor thirteen, and everyone seems to think that that makes that's sense. That's it. Yeah, well, there's no floor thirteen. When the fourth there's movie 12, came out, yeah, exactly. And there's twelve again. <laughs> right. We have two twelves, really. Exactly. But isn't it thirteen? No, no, that's that's twelve prime. Exactly. You just 15. get rid of the third movie or the third part of a sequence, and you just skip straight to four. And I think that because by yeah, then they've normally recovered. The better. They've recovered from their bad problems that they had in movie three at that point, and they're they're ready to go. That's my view. Yeah. You got that's issues. Like when they renamed South Central. In Los Angeles, they, because of all the crime. So they're like, no, no, from now on it's South Los Angeles, it's not South Central. Because then the criminals won't know where to That's go, right. since it doesn't have the same name anymore. <laughs> they're like, hey man, let's go tear up South Central. Hey, where is South? I don't, where are we? Let's be good. What? Oh, man. So yeah. you don't have any artificial so prohibition against third movies. movies. You don't You don't have artificial prohibition against I don't. Them? I just think that this is the summer of the movie industry throwing in the towel and being like, yes, it's true. We don't have any ideas anymore. Well, caught us. We I no mean, I understand. Idea in our head. Okay, but okay, I understand the whole concept of everyone saying we're uh, we're creatively bankrupt, so let's just make another sequel. But to be perfectly fair, all three of the movies that they're doing have successfully made ones and twos, and sometimes it's nice to continue a story and continue characters and continue to see what happens. I don't have a problem with that inherent inherently. The problem is when Hollywood's all about lack of creativity and all about let's just do another sequel well, and not producing anything new. The question is, are they finishing? up like a story now. exactly well that's the thing like are now. they finishing up a story or are they just doing three to be three do you know that the budget for this movie spider-man 3 is apparently 300 million dollars i mean like what's wrong with that for what for spider-man 3 what's wrong with it i mean what's wrong with well, it is the, the thing about it's Spider-Man worrisome 3, you know 
is that they're actually covering my favorite part of the Spider-Man story, which is the part that I actually read while I was reading Spider-Man comics. The Venom like thing? That's so, only one-third of the story, you realize. Yeah, the Venom... They're like two other villains, too. Yeah, I know. They're kind of mishmashing other things that didn't happen at the same time. It's like time Batman Returns. they want to get in a lot of the important characters at once. And there's totally no way Spider-Man would have ever been able to survive if he was dealing with Venom and the Sandman and the Lizard guy at the same time. The Hobgoblin, yeah, that would be great. So you're gonna you're gonna battle the Lizard, the Sandman, <laughs> Venom, and the Hobgoblin at the same time. All this in an hour and forty five minutes. We almost killed right. you. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, see, that is not not. Yeah, maybe it won't be as good as. That's the yeah, problem with these story right. arcs. Is they always say, "Oh, it looks like they designed a big story arc," and then it's like we build it up, build it up. Oh my god, we gotta finish! And it's like, why? Why not just do four movies, deal with like Venom now, and then you know finish up with like you know uh, the Lizard or whatever the guy's name is, and Sandman in the last movie, and just leave it at that instead of being like, let's just throw a bunch of you know every villain in the free Earth into this one movie. Let's throw Vulture. Let's throw Electro. Let's throw every bad guy into the Spider-Man movies right now. You know the Kingpin. You know let's just throw all these people in there and let's see what happens you know i mean and that's well the kingpin i know the kingpin's a daredevil guy but he did cross over into spider-man but that's what i'm saying like you throw in all of these freaking enemies and all of a sudden what you're left with is uh you know a a mess and that's what happened in x3 and i'm afraid that's theoretically what could happen in spider-man 3 it is kind of a good thing that uh peter jackson went out and got the funding he needed to make lord of the rings because if they tried to put a whole bunch of mishmash into one movie. It would oh, been they the were thinking about that. The, the, the initial one, the, their initial idea was to do one, one two and a half hour movie, movie, and Jackson was like, no. And they're like, well, how about two movies? And they were like, well, and he actually then pitched that to another studio, New Line, and he was like, so what about two movies? And they were like, how about three? He's like, yes, why not three? And so they deserve credit for actually knowing that you needed to do this in three movies because it's, it's too big a story. There's no way. And, and you never felt like it was lagging, like, oh, they've run out of things to talk about. I mean, this is a huge mega story that they had to deal with, you know? So that's that's what it is. I mean, not all things have to be bad. It's just it seems like in a lot yeah, of cases... It would have been you know, them so. fighting like the Dark Army and the Cave Troll and the Hobbits fighting each other at the same time and eight guys piling into the room who didn't know each other who are all enemies. Who are you? I'm Sauron. Who are you? I'm Sauron. Who are you? I'm the hello, Cave hello, Troll. Hello, hello. We're all going to kill you at the same time. Oh, my God. Oh, crap. Well, it's true. Like, they, they actually... I better turn into the White Wizard too two stories early because I'm not powerful enough to deal with this yet. Okay, well, I'm going to be the king now and yeah. you're going to go, oh, girl, well, crap, it's an elephant with tusks <laughs> and Saruman and... Here comes some oh, horses shit, and, yeah. and an Urukai and 17 ghosts with swords. Oh, crap, yeah. this is bad. And that's the thing, like, this there were people that soon. there were people that, like, said, they commented on this and they already said about Return of the King that it had too many endings, like some people did. I didn't agree, but a lot of people were like, just five endings, twelve endings, and the truth is they were trying to wrap up yeah, the endings in two movies. It. Yeah, well, you were incorrect. Um, they were trying to wrap up a lot of stuff to get it all finished, you know, so... Oh, come on, Greg. You didn't watch that being like, what a great movie. Uh, oh, wait, it's still going? Oh, no, it's still no, going. No, he wait. had to do that. Oh, that he was, was wrapping oh, up this wait, epic, wait, man. another scene, another scene. Oh, wow, that was awesome. Wait, there's an epilogue to the epilogue? Yeah. Oh, wow. You're right, it would have been better... it's still movie. It would have been better at the end of Star Wars to, to just be, basically be like, you know, see the Death Star destroyed, and that's it. Don't go back to the planet. Don't see Luke see his father. Don't see everyone cheering and jumping around. Don't see Han get together with Leia. Let, just just have the Death Star blow up, and, you know, he's with us, and that's it. And just leave it at that. Right? Oh, no. I would argue 
that the end of Return of the Jedi could have been way Are better. you mad? Because in the original script... Yup, yup. And I'm surprised that we've da, never talked da, da, about this before. Da. But in the original script of Revenge of the Jedi, which was the original name, Lando dies trying to escape the Death Star, and the Millennium Falcon gets incinerated. And I think that that would have been appropriate, given that he betrayed them in the movie before that. And that's what he deserved. But I guess they felt that since Darth had already died, it was already too somber, and they didn't want you know there to be more carnage for the good guys. But Lando should have absolutely also, died. You would have been wiping out the one black man in the entire film, let me just point out. Maybe that's why they didn't do it. That is a problem. Or you could argue the two black men, because Darth Vader and uh, Lando Calrissian are the two big black figures. Exactly, and there would have been all kinds of hue and cry about that. That's right. There's already racism charges about the other ones, you know? Like the the first of the new set of movies with the freaking um, guys that sound as if they're Chinese, the Trade Federation guys. You know, that's like... Oh, my God. That was... Or the Rasta Jar Jar Binks. I don't even like to talk about those things. I don't even like to talk about... We, We like to pretend those movies never happened because they added nothing. Right except that they digitally put in Hayden Christensen into Return of the Jedi in the updated version, which pisses me off to no end. Like, and look, crappy Anakin Skywalker makes it into Return of the Jedi to pollute yet another movie. Oh, I didn't even watch those. I didn't even watch those, because that was was just sacrilege. I didn't even watch that, so I I didn't even see that. Clea was upset they changed the Ewok song. She was already upset about that. That was one of many issues. And the song in the bar. Didn't they change the the song in the bar? Yeah, how can you not love that song? Yep, yep. Instead, they made it like dun 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 dun. Oh, that's already nub nub. I just sang nub nub. Instead, they made it dun 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 dun. Same song. Instead, the remix. Yeah. No, like, I mean, and that's the thing, like, and they also, didn't, didn't they change the bar music, too, in Mos Eisley? Yes, they did. They Instead cha- of being, well, they like, changed a, the scene from the... Instead, they changed it to, like, doof, doof, dance to the can't, dance to the can't, doof, dance to the can't, dance to the can't, dance to the the most wretched hive of scum and villainy in the universe. Cool, let's go. It's a rave. I like to save her, save her. I like to save her, save her. He likes to save her. I like to move it, move it. Yeah, that's right. So... I mean, they, they, they changed a whole lot. And again, see, here's my argument. If you're going to change things, that's fine. and MDMA <laughs> in the galaxy. Most wretched hive of under-18 clubs in the galaxy. But here's my thing. like Gum and ecstasy. <laughs> exactly, in, in one... One fell swoop. Look, there's Moby. But like, I mean, like, why? I, I don't understand. Like, why is it that that? Why do they feel the need to do it? Like, that's the thing. It's just he needs to tinker. These people need to tinker with their stuff. Instead, if they just wrapped it up at two, there'd be no inclination to tinker. You know, you'd just be like, I'm done. The show that's done. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't need any sequels at yeah. all. Why the hell does the Matrix need a sequel? Why? Why do you need a second Matrix? You get, you know what's going to happen. Why? All you can do is ruin it for me. For money. I know well, but that. No, come on, you guys. I mean, maybe this is more of a female thing or something, but you want to know what happens to the characters. And yes, maybe it's, you need to grow but up. But it's lame. You don't learn. You, need, you don't just, you don't know. <laughs> Nothing good ever happened. Han Solo at 75 <laughs> years old. Do you see yeah. that Millennium Falcon? No, when I was a kid, I, I mean. I want to see when he becomes incontinent. <laughs> Wait, he's not. Oh, now he's really. 
Yeah, and he really can't even walk around now. This is the greatest movie ever. I was wondering what was going to happen I mean, after he broke his hip. Nobody loves Star Trek more than me, fix the but they ran the risk of doing that as it was with that set of movies. Like, by the time they got up, and I love uh, The Undiscovered Country, but that movie was just about it. Like, Scotty in that movie became pound for pound Starfleet's greatest engineer. How that guy got from floor one to floor three in about five seconds at his bulk is pretty impressive. Like, at that point, I'm like, okay, no more. Okay, not, that's enough. Like, you guys have, you've had a great and run. The enough. 19th sequel? of Star Wars is like 800 years into the future because people want to see Chewbacca die and Chewbacca lives forever. And so finally, like, the last two hours of the 18th sequel is like... (laughs) What? What is that? (laughs) Chewbacca dies. (laughs) And right next to his wedge, Chewie, you can't die. I'll be the only one left who never dies. <laughs> Where did you come up with that sound? The Chewbacca dying sound. Where did you come up with that? <laughs> oh my god. But what, what there'd be no point to that. It's like, you know, he's dead, but since the universe right. is safe, nobody really cares. It's like what I mean People are just happy that they can still use the same John Williams music, and it makes them remember back when movies were good. And they're like, Oh, nostalgia. Back when movies were good. It sounded kind of like this and it looked similar, except I've seen this happen 5,000 times already. Like, can you imagine if there was a sequel not only to E.T., but two sequels? <laughs> E.T. 3. <laughs> yeah. Where that come from? That's, that's pretty funny, I have to say. Well, ladies and gentlemen, after that discussion of Chewbacca dying, I'm afraid that the show, before it dies, we've got to make sure that we um, that we cut off now before we, we go on to a sequel. With Chewbacca the 78 <laughs> sequel. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for checking us out, as always. Please check That's out our videos. Point, Please check out the show on the website. That's a good point. Give us feedback. Let us know how things are going. And uh, that we've lost something over the last 78 sequels. Send your good wishes to Story at Metroport. Not true. Each oh one of these God, is an story. independent Stop entity. Dying. I'm serious. Yeah. Get, get story. Seriously. Send to story map report. Oh. Send him good wishes, and we'll have him back here. Thanks to Clea yeah. again for pinch hitting. Thanks for guest starring, and uh, thanks no, to all I was, of you I was story for being today. who you are. I was, I was being story today. You were being story today? In his honor. I see. Cool. <laughs> I didn't know story was 116th Native American. <laughs> that explains a lot, though. I learn new things every day. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. And we die like a decrepit Chewbacca. <laughs> I just want to know where you thought of that. Like, where? <laughs> like somewhere in Russ's brain, he's like, okay, I'm going to do a dying Chewbacca. Now, what would a dying Chewbacca sound like? Hmm. What's my before and after? Oh, yeah.